You're listening to the free preview episode of On Belief, a podcast about cults by Karen Geyer. To hear the entire episode, go to patreon.com forward slash Karen Geyer, K-A-R-E-N-G-E-I-E-R, and sign up. It's only $5 for the entire series. This is On Belief, a podcast about cults by Karen Geyer. Series 3, Episode 17, The Unification Church. When guest Steve Hassan was on the show, he told me a story about escaping the Unification Church back in the 70s. The Unification Church, also known as the Moonies, is named after Reverend Sun Myung Moon. He is a charismatic leader who has led the Unification Church for decades, and you may know them by the group wedding ceremonies that sometimes show up. You may also know them recently from Donald J. Trump, ex-president of the United States, doing a keynote speech at their conference. My guest today tipped me off that Donald Trump was presenting at the conference. My guest today is Alisa Majoub. Welcome, Elisa. Tell me, how did you become a part of the Unification Church? So I was born into the church. Uh, just, you know, started out that way. So were your parents married in the church? Uh, matched together by Reverend Moon. Uh, and that's how they got married. So what is it like growing up in the Reunification Church? What is it like for the children? Is there Sunday school? When you're a kid as a Mooney, you know, they do try to get you uh, involved with things as much as they can. Uh, There was, you know, there's Sunday school uh, in my state. I mean, you know, it's different in every state, but where I was, I did Sunday school. They also had summer camps. Uh, So for me, it was a little less rigorous than it was uh, some other Moonies because they also have um, Mooney schools for uh, some kids that go to high school or um, sort of like like uh, they do like a sort of like post uh, high school uh, tours and like uh, they do a bunch of fundraising and stuff. So. um, But yeah, for younger kids, it's mostly just, you know, like. Sunday school, uh, and yeah, it's where they get in all of their information. Can you tell me some of the top level basic tenets of the church? Mooney's uh, unificationists, they believe that Sun Young Moon is the Messiah, uh, the second coming of Jesus. Um, they have arranged marriages that he and uh, his wife uh, match. Uh, or they did for a certain amount of time, and now people can sort of sometimes match themselves. Uh, so there's definitely the, the purity before marriage aspect. Um, basically, it all comes down to uh, the belief that in the Bible, the fall of man was caused by Adam and Eve having sex, um, and that was what the fall was, and not some sort of like more abstract, just like eating a fruit. Um, so we have to uh, basically cleave your blood lineage from that of Satan uh, by having the blessing in the church, and then you have clean blood from then on, supposedly. 
So how much of the Unification Church story and belief system were you aware of as a child? For the church stuff, they have, um, they have like even publications that are aimed toward children, toward uh, explaining their quote-unquote divine principle towards uh, to children. Um, so as a kid, I had some of those books, and they just have it in sort of like simplified English or simplified language and like um, just like a lot of pictures and stuff. Uh, a lot of a lot of biblical references, um, but they do they do have definitely stuff that's aimed specifically toward children. So just sort of like get those ideas in the door. The Unification Church is a little bit like the Mormons in the respect that. They have the Bible, they believe in the Bible, but they also have this other companion book that tells them more about the Bible. So what can you tell me about that book? So yeah, The Divine Principle, it's just sort of like straight out of a true family's mouth, the word, um, pretty much just like put into their own um, words. Uh, and it, it has a lot more to do uh, with, there's like a lot of, ancestor-based uh, teachings uh, about how you're supposed to, uh, like, sort of, well, both revere your ancestors, but also uh, you have to liberate them from hell uh, through the church, uh, through paying money. And uh, then, of course, you know, the teachings about, like, why the Moon family is you know, up there with God and uh, the history Reverend Moon has supposedly uh, with his like his God talking to him and telling him to do these things uh, in order to create the church and save humanity. If you look up the financials of the church over the years, it has owned newspapers. It's had all kinds of business ventures and there are many, many divisions to the church. It's sort of like Scientology in that way. Uh, when Rick Ross was on the show, he mentioned that up to 25% of the world's seafood importing and exporting is controlled by Moon. So, you know, where does the church get its money? Is that still the way that they get their money from all of these other business concerns? So uh, let me say this uh, caveat here is I haven't really been involved in church stuff in about 10 years or so. Um, so as as far as I was aware the last time and from what I've heard, um, I think, you know, a lot of the money does come from, they have, of course, you know, like they've got their fish businesses. Um, they've got a lot of that going on. Uh, they have, I think several international grocery stores and a lot of restaurants in their names, uh, under their various names. Um, and then, you know, they, they have a lot of fundraisers still, I'm pretty sure. Um, through all of their various, you know, community engagement and college groups and whatnot. Okay, so the church is already wealthy. Are you expected to tithe as a member? You are expected to tithe, yes. Um, I, I forget what the exact percentage is you're supposed to do. Uh, and, you know, I don't think people always do the exact amount that they're, you know, told to, right? But um, it is a significant portion. Uh, you know, so I think a lot of Moonies end up pretty poor um, just because between that and uh, all of their devotion and time spent in church business. So when you were a kid, 
Were there lots of rules and was there a lot of supervision? I kind of felt like I lived under a rock. Uh, I mean, a significant portion of that time, I didn't really know I was living under a rock. But um, yeah, I was, I was, you know, of course, like media intake, uh, significantly limited, only allowed to watch specific things that my parents would okay. Um, not really able to go wherever with outside friends, uh, unless they lived in the neighborhood. That was like the one thing, um, I could usually hang out with neighborhood kids cause they were there. Um, but yeah, I definitely felt like I wasn't told a lot of stuff. I definitely felt like, uh, I wasn't privy to a lot of you know, necessary information about the world and things that I should have known before I probably became a teenager because, you know, I probably would have, you know, you know, they don't teach you sex ed. They don't teach you, uh, you know, the way the world really works. Uh, and that's dangerous. Okay. So when you were a kid, were you on board with those rules? I was on board with it for a long time. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. What was your favorite part about it? The the motions are pretty intoxicating. Uh, I I deal with mood disorders in the first place, um, and I find that the cult had a really interesting and unique way of sort of uh, taking advantage of those highs and lows in people. In that, uh, and like also sort of like causing them. Um, especially, you know, like spiritual events and uh, church events, there was this big um, sort of expectation to have some sort of spiritual event. Uh, so, you know, like every time there was a, a church convention or something like that, I would just kind of get euphoric. So what kind of lasting effects have you had from being in the church? Um, I kind of equate it. I mean, I think I, I have... PTSD from it, honestly. Um, it was a prolonged uh, period of extreme stress. Um, I still, you know, suffer a lot of anxiety and depression related to it. So was the stress primarily from having to obey the rules and be good, or was the stress coming from an internal struggle that you were having? I mean, it, it came from both of those sources, um, as well as probably more. Uh, there was definitely the the fear of what people would say about, you know, certain decisions I would make from everything from like, I know, you know, like Mooney girls, uh, you're supposed to ask uh, I, several parents and stories I've heard are people telling their children, oh, you need to ask your husband, your future husband someday before you get your ears pierced, everything from that to, and then, you know, of course that manifests itself internally, whereas like, oh, I'm not being a good enough Mooney. I need to pray more. I need to do more for other people. They have this thing called, uh, this phrase, living for the sake of others, or basically, you know, you got to put other people before yourself, which is not really what you want to be doing if you have some sort of health problem that needs to be addressed, which is, you know, what is the case for me. So was the idea of putting others first enforced on women and girls more? 
You know, uh, I would say that it probably was in hindsight. Uh, I didn't think about it much at the time, of course, Uh, but there absolutely is a very, uh, well, you know, actually, yes, I would say absolutely yes, because um, the church definitely uh, (laughs) has a solid hold in sort of like the for lack of better words, cis-heteropatriarchy. And uh, they want you to be like a a straight wife for your husband to produce children. And if you have any interest in anything other than that, it's being, it's, you know, it's first of all evil and second of all very selfish of you. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, like they definitely, girls took care of their younger siblings. Uh, You know, moms had to do all of the work. Uh, typically the husbands would be off doing their mission, whatever, while the wives and their female children raise the rest of the kids is kind of the deal. So what you are describing is what we would call from other groups purity culture. So what are the rules around courtship, dating, sex, relationships? What what are the rules like? Uh, Extremely strict. Um, definitely, absolutely, you know, like no sex or relationships or kissing or even a hand holding before marriage, really. Um, they're, they just, you know, they're, they're not a fan of any of that physical stuff, um, for people to choose on their own. Um, it's, it's very Puritan. Yes. Is this the case of, you know, where women are responsible for not turning the men on and not the men are responsible for controlling their own bodies? Yeah, that is definitely, um, that's definitely a part of it. Um, I, I've heard stories from other second generation moonies who went to a, uh, one of the church schools, uh, about how they're at the church school Girls couldn't eat bananas for fear that it would be something for the boys. So everything was, you know, like anything that might have been in any way construed by somebody even like, you know, in any way for being sexual was bad. Did you know anyone growing up who had been the victim of sexual violence? Yes. And I don't think that was rare. I think that happened to a lot of second gen members as well as first gen members. I've heard a lot of stories. So what were the rules about having kids? Were you supposed to have as many as possible? Yes, pretty much. Uh, You were supposed to, you know, have as many beautiful moony babies as possible free from the (laughs) Satan's blood lineage, uh, so that they could repopulate the world, I guess. Yeah, a lot of Moonies have a lot of children. (laughs) Um, Yeah, my family is sort of an anomaly in that case, since I'm the only kid. So let's talk about a more touchy subject. What can you tell me about the church's belief system when it comes to people with disabilities? Uh, so the belief system is usually that if you have a disability, physical, mental, emotional, in whatever way, 
that you are either possessed by bad spirits or that you haven't done enough for providence and you're being punished or that your ancestors have done something bad and you're being punished. So either way, uh, you know, it's usually, oh, you're, you've got evil in you, you're being punished. Those are pretty much the two, the two reasons they, they have for people being sick. Um, so in the church, there is this uh, ritual called Ansu, uh, where they sing and sort of like slap uh, their own or another person's body to the beat of a drum uh, to rid yourself of evil spirits. And, um, you know, depending on who is the person slapping you, uh, that's abuse. Uh, but that is regularly given as like a treatment for people who have uh, some sort of like health disorder, uh, as, as well as, you know, uh, who knows what kind of like just random, random natural supplements that you never really know. Uh, I mean, there was that culture of doing that wasn't prescribed by the church so much, but that was just like a thing that did happen. Um, but yeah, church generally in uh, its its attitude toward people with disabilities was horrific. Um, pretty much, you know, you shouldn't be here or you've done something wrong personally. Uh, you're bad for being disabled or ill. To unlock the rest of this episode, visit patreon.com forward slash K-A-R-E-N-G-E-I-E-R. It's only $5 to unlock over 20 hours of content.